Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie. And today we have a very special guest. I'm super excited to introduce Brian from Zero Dark Nerdy. Welcome, friend. Hey, hey, glad to be back. Glad to be back. Good to see you, Julie. I'm so glad that we have you on today to talk about all things New York City Comic Con. I've done LA Comic Con, which is Mm -hmm. nothing compared to New York City Comic Con or San Diego. It's a drop in the bucket. Well, first and foremost, Mm -hmm. what was it like going back to Comic Con post-pandemic? Because this is your first one back since 2019, right? Yeah, that is correct. So I've been to four straight before that. So 2016, 2017, 2018, actually three straight because 2019, I just remembered I could not go to. So I had to give my press pass to a good friend of mine that lives in New York City because I had just started my job that I'm currently at now. Okay. It was it was good to be back. Any excuse I had to go to New York City to go see family and friends. I grew up in upstate New York. So it's like a second home for me. There you so go. It, was, uh, it was good to be back and just kind of see everything. It was a, a little hectic and chaotic and, and fun and, and exciting at the same time. But uh, we'll, we'll definitely get into all that as the show goes on. Correct me if I'm wrong here. There was some Comic-Con crud going around. Yeah, I got a little bit of that Comic-Con crud, which, you know, luckily, knock on wood, it's not COVID related. It's just uh, you're, you're doing so much. And it's good to stay hydrated, which I try to do the best that I possibly could. Because on average, looking at my Apple Watch, we were walking, you know, 10 miles a day, six to seven of those miles easily were just, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy Comic-Con, but the smaller cons I like because they're more fan-friendly. You're not walking, you know, miles upon miles for the most part. And, you know, you also don't, for the most part, have, I think there was something like 200,000 people there on Saturday alone, oh, which is why I like going the first day. The first day to me is always my my favorite day to go because it isn't as busy. People are working. It's a Thursday and you get to enjoy a lot of the booths and, and things like that. I always go on a Saturday because that's the only day I have off. That's the only way I can go. And a day pass is a lot cheaper than the four day. (laughs) Agreed. So and LA Comic Con, so affordable. My ticket for this year, I'm looking at 40 bucks. Yeah. For for two passes for two days for the individual passes that we got. They've been, uh, I will say, New York Comic Con has been a lot stricter since the pandemic in terms okay. of press and pro passes. Uh, whereas pre-pandemic, we got press or pro passes. I know for sure 2018 and 2019. And I think, yeah, because those were really the first years that we started. At the time, it was multi-pop strolled and it became Zero Dark Nerdy. Okay. Then, uh, I got, for, so for two days, Thursday and Saturday for two tickets, I believe the total was like 350 So it's not the end of the world, but it's definitely not That's as nice. inexpensive as some of the smaller cons out there. I was going to say San Diego starting is like 350 Right. For four days. Yeah. And that's like the bottom (laughs) base package. And you're paying to be stuck in a crowd Mm -hmm. five miles outside of Hall H. Yeah. All right, kind sir. Serious question time. Favorite panel from this Comic-Con? My favorite one, hands down, has to be, and this was Thursday. They did the Super Mario Brothers panel and (gasps) released the trailer the same exact time they released it on YouTube and across the world. So it was super fun, super cool. And then we got to see video kind of commentary from the creator of Mario himself. Which okay. Was cool. And, you know, of course, when, when they first start, they're like, listen, no, no phones, no cameras. If anything comes out, like, we're going to have to escort you to leave. 
as soon as a trailer drops, it's like, how are you going to kick out like 500 people for whipping out their cell phones? Right. You know, so, and plus they dropped a trailer at the same time. So it, it's not like we were releasing anything the world wasn't going to see yet. Right. There was a cool video message from Jack Black. Really cool video message from Chris Pratt, which that was kind of the rumblings going on was, okay. oh, Chris Pratt might, you know, he might make an appearance here. Who knows? We were fortunate enough after the trailer dropped, you know, she was talking about Chris Pratt. Then you hear this voice in the background doing the voice of Bowser. It's like, who cares about Chris Pratt? You know, everybody's <laughs> here to see Bowser. And then Jack Black just shows up on stage. So it, it definitely made our day because we had to choose between that and Velma. So that's the thing with, with the panels is you really, you know, you have to sacrifice some for another because a lot of them are, are kind of back to back. And I know one of your favorite shows, Outlander, one of the most popular ones there. But I believe that one was on Sunday. We didn't have tickets for Sunday. Oh, OK. So a lot of the scheduling, you have to take a look. And they only release a schedule about a week or two in advance anyways. So you kind of have to pick and choose which ones that you want, because as you're picking the panels, it won't let you pick two panels that go on at the same time or if they end relatively close to each other. I will say just a you know, quick, kind of quick recap on their panel process. So for New York Comic Con this year, they used to do the lottery system. Oh, okay. Where if you, it's almost like the Funko booth, which is, I've, I've yet to ever get a ticket into the Funko booth. <laughs> it's like a top secret. It's all walled off. You know, this, you can't bring out any cameras or anything in there. It's, it's like super duper top secret. But I will say, you know, they got rid of that and they, they just kind of did like sign up as, as you go. And their system crashed on Monday, which was night. So two hours of my lunch break, gone. And it came <laughs> back Thursday and you have to, so say you're with a group, luckily this year, because normally I go with at least a couple of my friends. My daughter usually goes with me. Mm-hmm. This year it was just my fiance and I. So I had to tell her, I'm like, look, you, you need to log on, on you, under your account. And we have to try to get on at the same time and, and try to book. So I gave her like a list, like here's the top ones <laughs> that we need to go to. Here's the ones like at the bottom. So it was like Walking Dead and, and like the Halloween panel and everything else. And we were able to get all of them that we wanted to see, except for the, the Funko booth, which it, it's literally like next to impossible. And it's a lot of people that just try to go in there and buy them and then resell them for God knows what. So that that is the one benefit I will say of New York Comic Con is they wanted to get rid of the whole lining up hours ahead mm-hmm. you know, to where if you had it and you can just wait 15 to 30 minutes before to get a good seat instead of waiting hours and hours. Cause I mean, to me that takes away so much from the rest of the Comic-Con. It does. I mean, I know Hall H is obviously legendary. You get exclusives, you get stuff that you never see anywhere else. You get to meet the rock and, and everywhere else. But right. I mean, you know, I don't want to say wasting, but you're, you're waiting yeah. for multiple hours. It's the year 2022. We should have something more efficient at that yeah. point. I don't know. I have a little inner anger over that, but what else? <laughs> that being said, what was your favorite celeb encounter slash sighting this weekend at this Comic-Con? Oh, man. Because you had uh, some good ones, dude. I was following had, you. I was like, yeah, we, yes. We had, we had some really great ones. I got to say the people that we met got pictures with were super cool. The first picture and really the only picture we had signed up for on Thursday was with John Leguizamo. And I've always been a big fan of John Leguizamo. We actually got pictures with him because normally he'll do uh, Artist Alley, which okay. is where you'll see, you know, every comic book artist known to mankind is there. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he uh, he had released his comic book Freak. And we got to meet him there, which was super cool. And Artist Alley is very, very fan friendly. You can have your phones out. You can do whatever, whether if it's a super duper celebrity that's trying to showcase their comic book or 
you know, I met uh, James Tinian, who, who's uh, the writer and creator of Something is Killing the Children. And, you know, with photo ops, just to let you guys know out there, you know, they, they do kind of rush you through the process. Because even if there's nobody in line, they're still kind of like a mile away in New York Comic Con. At like Supercon and these other ones, you can just walk right up and start talking to, you know, your favorite celebrities, whether it's Jason Mewes. Like I got to meet Zach Morris, uh, Mark <gasps> Paul Gossler. Oh, he was the coolest, probably the coolest I'd say I've met all year. The coolest kid from Bayside High? Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. yeah ah. Super con. And I'll send you pics, but he was just incredibly just sociable, sitting there asked, like asking us questions, things like that. And that's why I really love a lot of these smaller cons because they are fan friendly. And I understand why, why San Diego and New York has to set up the way they do because mm-hmm. it can't be pandemonium. But uh, anyways, I digress. Like John Leguizamo was cool. We got to meet Boyd Holbrook. For a lot of you that may not know who that is, he was in the first two seasons of Narcos. He was based on a true story. He was in uh, Logan as the villain. Oh, no way. Yeah. And he's also in in this season of Sandman, too. Yes. uh, Okay. And then uh, just to kind of round it off, we we got a picture with Ice-T. He could not have been nicer. And then Oscar Isaac was was the big one. Even though he had a plexiglass barrier, that was the only thing. So... I would not have paid as much as I did, which want to say out loud how much I paid. You can just look it up. It was not cheap. Okay. I wouldn't have paid that much for a plexiglass picture. And the thing is, a lot of them stayed it. Like Brendan Fraser, when he was mm-hmm. at Marvel Supercon and he was at New York Comic Con, like it said plexi. Like Sebastian Stan was at New York Comic Con and his said plexi. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, I don't, you know, I don't really want to do that. And Oscar Isaacs didn't. So I said, cool. But then we found out the day of. Hey, you know, he's got plexi and it's just one of those things where it's weird. Like you don't know what, especially if you're with another person, right? If it's just you and them, you can do like different poses. Like a lot of people did like the back to back. Oh, Um, you know, some people did like the hearts on the plexiglass. It just, it, it didn't work out. And it was kind of a nightmare because their printers went down. No, (laughs) but in all everybody we met, and this is the one thing I will always say about Comic-Con I've yet to meet a, a celebrity that has, I'm not saying that they don't exist. Right. That was ever, you know, mean or just kind of like didn't want to be there or anything like that. And just from, uh, you know, our friends that go just running into a lot of celebrities on the show floor, a lot of them are very welcoming. You know, they'll do selfies as long as there's not like a mob around. You know, I don't have any bad stories as far as celebrities. That's great. Comic-Con, so I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that for sure. All right. Give me... A handful of do's and don'ts sure. from New York Comic Con. Sure. I would go ahead first and foremost because it is there's a fan verification process with, with New York okay. Comic Con. I'm sure it's probably the same way with San Diego. Um, you just want to make sure you go on the site well before tickets go on sale. I believe our tickets went on sale maybe April, May, something like that. Okay. You know, make sure that you do everything that they say as far as the email goes to be van verified because when you get your badges in the mail, they are going to want you to go ahead and put them in because the cool thing about the badges is it lets you into a lot of the panels. They do giveaways around Comic-Con to where you can literally scan your badge and you might win something, you might not. So, that, you know, that that's rule number one. Rule number two, I would definitely say if you're only going one day, two days, three days, if you're going all four, God bless you. I don't think I've ever done all four. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, hydrate. I mean, the great thing is, uh, you know, security wise, it, it's not one of those, it's not like the airport where they're not going to let you bring in a bottle of water, you know, okay. I mean? in a huge bottle of water. You can, a lot of, you know, especially New York Comic Con, there's sinks that you can refill it at. They have the little thing on top. Do that. So that way you're not spending five bucks at 
the concession stand for, for water over and over again. So you do want to stay hydrated. And then it doesn't hurt to kind of map out your your plan of attack. Let's Smart. just say, you know, for instance, as I mentioned Thursday, I already had told my fiance, this was really her first Comic-Con period. So I kind of threw her <laughs> into, oh, into that's fun. wild. And I said, look, Thursday is going to be like, we actually hit the show floor. We're, we're going through booths. We're just kind of chilling. As I mentioned, we only had the one photo op. And then we had the panel for, for Mario Brothers, and that was really about it. So I will okay. say, if you can go on the first day, and that first day is a Thursday, or even if it's just a Friday, go, because it's not as crazy as the weekend gets. As far as don'ts, uh, and I will say this, and this is a big shout-out to my friend Sarah Chu out there, and they, they normally have signs all over the place. And this is just, I mean, this should be common sense, and I hate I have to say this, mm-hmm. but, you know, cosplay doesn't mean that you get to – do whatever you want as far as being handsy with people, whether they're male or female. Agreed. You know, so uh, I was literally just texting her before the show because uh, we never had a chance to link up on Saturday because it was just so crazy. And her her cosplays were out of this world. And she even mentioned, she was like, Brian, you know, I've never been groped so much at a, at a Comic-Con before. No. And that's just not cool. You know, no. cosplay is not a, oh, well, she's wearing the Princess Leia slave outfit. I get to you know, do whatever. So that's my first and foremost and always will be don't of anything, whether if you're at New York Comic Con or you're at a bar. Right. Some respect. And then, uh, you know, I would say is be patient. I mean, yes, it's going to be crowded. It's going to be packed. You know, be respectful because there, there are a lot of people that, that, you know, don't have, I don't, I don't want to use the word luxuries, but, you know, there's a lot of disabled people that go to these Comic Cons and, and be respectful. Mm-hmm. For, you know, first and foremost, there were times that we were in line for whether pictures or autographs and people were kind of, you know, moaning and groaning because someone in a wheelchair got to go to the front. It's like, what if that was you? You Come know, on. So, right. Yeah. So just just be respectful of each other and be cool. I mean, I will say I, I made some great friends at Comic-Con and it, it is a family. You know, it's all of us fandoms and nerdums and everything else just getting together and like this is home. Right. You know, but Treat it, treat it like your home. Don't treat it like some dump. Don't treat it like some dive bar or whatever, you know. So just go like within your means. If, if you're tired, take a break. I mean, because it is a lot. But, you know, at the end of the day, it really is a fun community to be around. And uh, I really enjoy it. And I mean, to me, some of the most simplest cosplays have gotten us the biggest reaction. I mean, we did Bob Burgers one year. I think the biggest reaction we got, and we weren't even expecting it. Because my thing is with, with cosplay in mm-hmm. a gigantic environment like that comfort. If you're new to cosplaying and you kind of want to break into, you know, the cosplay territory, I guess you could say, but you also want to be comfortable, find cosplay outfits out there that make sense. And whether if you get, you know, there's been times where we dressed up like Pulp Fiction and only a couple people recognized us. You know what I mean? So don't do it for recognition. Honestly, do it for comfort. And if you get recognized, fantastic. All right. Last question. Okay. Where can our listeners find Zero Dark Nerdy? <laughs> uh, you know, of course, the Believe Podcast Network. Right. Just, and then, uh, you know, on top of that, iTunes, Spotify. I mean, just about anywhere you can find podcasts. And then, of course, you can just listen to them right from our website. We do uh, videos. We have movie trailers, uh, reviews. We're doing monthly picks now, finally. We did it sporadically. Now we're finally getting back to doing monthly picks. But the uh, website is popculturepodcast.com. Right on. And... Zero Dark Nerdy on Instagram, right? Yep. Yep. So Instagram, we're actually ZDN underscore podcast. On Twitter, it's at ZDN podcast, all one word. So Zero Dark Nerdy on, on, on Facebook. And then we're also on TikTok. 
I'm trying to get better at it. Thank God, Same. I have a 21 year old daughter. She she heads up our our TikTok. Right on. <laughs> And now it is time for the spotlight of the week. The Fangirls podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made Phantom-inspired artwork in digital download form with prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, and more. You're sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. Link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. Fangirls podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with more fangirls and fanguys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you. So connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called the fangirls favorite things inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at the fangirls podcast are not affiliated with the following New York comic-con, San Diego Comic-Con, or anything else that we spoke about in today's episode. Just really big fans. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.